the blast from our past network. Fear? All I got is piss warm chango. That's my brand. Mm. Well, this is damn good. This is the best beer I've ever had. Actually. You need anything over there? I'm just glad to be alive right now. <laughs> I was up a few towns away. You know Saragossa? I was visiting a bar there. Not unlike this one. They serve beer. Not quite as good as this, but close. And I saw something you wouldn't believe. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. This week, we are covering Desperado. The movie, not the song. Desperado. Why Why don't don't you you come to your senses? You've been out... What is it? Jumping fences? Riding fences? For so long now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, hey. That's uh, a great fucking song, Tim. Oh, I like it. Yeah, no, I'm down. It's a great song. I love love it. Both by the Eagles and... By Linda Ronstadt. I prefer her version. Oh, I don't know if I've heard that. I just knew mm. the Eagles one. Yeah. Mm, great. Cool. Dean, welcome. How's it going, man? Uh, great. Great. Super pumped. Super excited for this fun movie. Yeah. Hey, listeners, thanks for joining. We appreciate it. You know, whatever you're doing right now, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate it. Whether you're at work, whether you're cutting the grass. I don't know. Wherever you are. Rewind to the start and sing along with us. Yeah. Or we can just do it again now. Desperado, why don't you come to your... Okay. Um, yeah. Hey, I don't know. Maybe... <laughs> do you think people, like, run and listen to Talking Back? Probably. Um, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. What about swim? We might be... Tim, we might be too funny for running <laughs> i hope so i hope people think i hope funny. i hope we're too funny for running i hope nobody out there thinks we're a completely serious podcast because yeah you're taking us the wrong way if that's the case um yeah. what if someone has underwater headphones do you think that swimming and listening to us might be nice that would be really good yeah i had those once and it was the best cool i always wanted that and tim they're amazing because they don't sound good at all when you're out of the water and then as oh, soon as you get weird. into the water, it's incredible. And it's like surround sound. It's so weird. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I, ha- I had those waterproof headphones and a waterproof case for my iPod, whatever the hell that is. Wow. Do you know what an iPod is? <laughs> yeah, sure I do. Well, of course you do. <laughs> sure I do. Um, skydiving? Do you think anybody's listened to us while skydiving? Yeah, I think skydiving probably more than running. Yeah. What about a moonwalk? Yeah. 
like on a walk on the moon. Interesting. Probably not. Maybe. I don't know why. You'd be on the fucking moon. Like, maybe just take it all in. You don't need to be listening. You don't need to be catching <laughs> catching up on talking I back. agree. I agree with that. How far behind do you have to be don't. to listen to a podcast on the moon? Yeah, if you're listening to us on the moon, you're missing the point. <laughs> you're just 55 episodes behind and you're like, I gotta catch up. I gotta do it. <laughs> a new listener just realized we have 170 episodes. They're, co- they they're covering up? Star Wars and I'm not caught up. I gotta get there. Yeah. I don't know. What else? Driving in the car. That's where people listen, right? Driving That's in the where car. people listen. Yeah. That's yeah. where people listen. Grocery shopping. That's a good one. I like to listen yeah. to podcast grocery shopping. My favorite, my favorite podcast listening time, mowing the lawn. Yeah, me too. Definitely. Yeah. I, I save all my uh, favorite podcasts for mowing the lawn. And if you're Same. wondering, those podcasts can be found at the Blast From Our Past Network. Just in case you were wondering. Okay, everybody? Yeah. Let's get on track with Desperado. Great. Right? Let's come to our senses, Dean. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I'm there. I'm to my senses. I'm not going (laughs) to sing anymore because I don't think anybody wants that. I I liked it. Listeners, I got it out of my system. Thank you for putting up with it. Those of you who are still listening to the podcast, thank you for putting up with it. I won't do it anymore. That's good. I, I was afraid I was going to be singing it the whole time, but then just seeing you go for it and put yourself out there, that's all I needed. I'll, I just needed to see you do it. I'll be fighting off urges. Like, Don't yeah, get me wrong, course. but I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, Dean, uh, things are heating up in the studio. Yeah. Literally. I'm actually sweating so much. It's summer. Summer has landed in our city, and um, everybody knows what that means. If you yeah. listen to Talking Back... The studio gets very, very uncomfortably hot. It gets very warm. I'm sweating. Um, I had the windows open until the very last second trying to cool things off. But I'm going to lean into it this year, Dean. Okay. Okay? We're going to do a little bit of a run of like dry, dusty movies. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so excellent. I like dusty flicks, so yeah, I'm pumped. There's going to be some dust in the future. Okay, starting yeah. with Desperado. Cool. Now I saw this movie a couple years after it came out, and it kind of blew my mind. So it's very stylized. You know, I hadn't, yeah. hadn't really seen something like this up to this point. Very stylized, ultra violent movie. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Banderas. As the mariachi, I mean, that definitely has to be one of the more iconic movie characters. I don't see a lot of people cosplaying him, but come on. If you see a dude dressed in black with a ponytail and a guitar case, I feel like, I don't know, 85% of the people at the convention would know what that is. Yeah, Tim, I think you're tapping into something here because I don't see that a lot. And that is such an easy Halloween costume, and everyone would go crazy. Everyone would would love it. Yeah, true. Because everybody knows. Everybody knows who this guy is, but nobody dresses like him. That's great. I want to do it, except I don't have the hair. I can't do it. Wigs, dude, wigs. Wigs, okay, yeah, wig. I'm getting a wig, and I'm I'm being El Mariachi this this Halloween. Nice. Um, I couldn't imagine a better person to play the Mariachi 
Like, he, he is so perfectly cast. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. The next Dean, hold on. The next closest choice isn't even close. Okay, yeah, let's it's hear not it. even close. The next the next person who is in line for the role, if if Antonio Banderas declined, was mm-hmm. John Leguizamo. <laughs> he he's not even close. That's not even kind of close. No, that was the the next best choice though. That's pretty close to the mariachi from El Mariachi. El Mariachi, like that's pretty close. But for the movie that you're going for here, for the stylized movie, you need like the sexiest man on the planet, and you got him. Thank you, Antonio, for accepting the role and saving us from John Leguizamo. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't have anything against Leguizamo. He's amazing. This would not have been the role for him. Yeah, Antonio's so hot and sexy. I was going to say, yeah, was gonna like, say pretty, but yeah. You, yeah, you yeah but like, that's what the movie is. Like the movie yeah. is sexy and hot. Yeah, like exactly. the entire movie is yeah. that. And so it's exactly the perfect person for the role. Like he can be doing anything. And you're just like, damn, this guy's awesome. I want to be this guy. This guy's so cool. He just, he's the perfect person in this position, in in this, in this role. Yeah, I agree. I, I love that uh, Robert Rodriguez like leaned into that, and he just does like yeah. close-ups, just of like Antonio breathing and oh yeah, and doing like like looks and like head shakes and very subtle stuff. But you want that guy on camera as much as possible. Yeah, he rules. Yes, he does. I was Tim. I was so into this movie when I was I don't know fifteen years old. When, when did this come out? What year? Ninety five. It came out in uh, ninety. Five. Yes, correct. Oh, okay. So I didn't see it, I guess, when it, in, in 95. But uh, I think when I was like 15 years old, my buddy showed me this movie. And I just watched, like, this was the same, same, same thing as you. It's like, it blew me away. It was just like, whoa, st- the action's so stylized. Like, people are just getting, like, flying back when they're getting shot. Um, like I said before, it's a super hot movie. Um, yeah. I just loved everything about it. Like when I was a teenager, I watched this thing over and over and over again. It was like, it was probably, I would probably say it was my favorite movie when I was 15 years old. It was probably my favorite movie. I get that, man. I get that. You're watching yeah. all the things you shouldn't be watching. Yeah. Everything. I loved it. Oh, oh man. Movie. I loved it so much. Yeah. And this is like, I saw this before I saw The Matrix. So this was like kind of my stepping stone into like bigger movies, you know, bigger adult movies. Sure. And like this one, I just, oh, I watched it over and over. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know why it took me a couple years after it came out to see it. Like, I knew about it. I knew the buzz about the movie, and everyone's just like, yeah. "You have to see this movie." For some reason, I thought it wouldn't be my vibe, even though I didn't really yeah. know what the movie was all about. But just from the trailers, I thought, "I don't know if I'm going to like that." Uh, and then I, I did. I did like it. It's pretty. A lot. Yeah, it's like it's like pretty corny, but it works. Not you know, for it's like it doesn't though. Yeah, it doesn't feel corny. It might feel a bit corny now. Not even though, like, because it, uh, it's, it's not corny. Like it, it's having fun with itself. It's just fun. Yeah, exactly. It's just fun. Yeah. Well, Desperado is a remake of El Mariachi. However, Desperado's budget was one thousand times what El Mariachi's <laughs> was. A thousand times. That's it. Okay. So I was thinking that while I was watching this movie, I was like, I didn't look it up, but I was like. Man, I wonder how much of a bigger budget this was than El Mariachi. Like some of the, this thing, it's so like like we've said, it's so stylized. Like people are getting blown away. There's so many of cool effects, a thousand times awesome. 
Yeah. Because this is a remake of El Mariachi, there's lots and lots of similarities in this movie, you know, to El Mariachi. So that's cool. I, I, I enjoyed that. But you can tell, like, the heart of the story is still there. Like, Rodriguez kept the heart. Yeah. He didn't lose that. Yeah. Um, and then everything else has just been, like, visually upgraded uh, drastically. Yeah, it's weird because it's a remake sequel. Like, yeah, it's a, right. they, they carry on with the events that happened in El Mariachi, but it is definitely like a redo of the movie with a bigger budget. Um, you know, kind of like Evil Dead 2-ish kind of thing where it's like, it's a sequel, but it's also a remake. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I find it uh, I find it very fun to watch these directors come out with like a really cool movie for a low budget and then like get a bitter, bigger budget and be like, okay, I want to go back and do that thing again because I think I can do it better. And I, I find both movies usually uh, very very interesting and very cool for what they are. Hmm. Now that you mentioned that, I think I want to retract that comment that this is a remake of El Mariachi because yeah. I don't think it is actually. I don't think it is. It is a, it is a follow-up. Um, yeah. And then, you know, if you take Once Upon, Once Upon a Time in Mexico into consideration, which is the third movie, like that is also a follow-up. But all three yeah. of the movies are very similar. They're very specific. But there's there this isn't a copy of el mariachi it, it it truly is a continuation of the story it's a, yeah definitely a continuation of the story it just hits some of the same beats it like feels like he's like let's redo this scene because i can do it better now um so actually it's probably more like mad max where it's like mad max road warrior is definitely a different thing and and a carry uh, like a continuation of the story but it's like oh let me just try to do this stuff i was doing in the first one but like more and better because I have more money now. Yeah, I think he's hitting the same beats. Um, yeah. You you get a different lead actor, which is, you know, a, a bit of a continuity problem. But yeah, I, I like this as a as a number two uh, rather than yeah. a remake. I like I like yeah. that. Let's settle on that. That's good. Uh, cool. I, I think even with this improved budget, though, Dean, and all the visual and stylistic improvements, I still think I like El Mariachi better. Me too. There's just something about it. There's charm to it. It's like, it's like the low budget is like an asset. Definitely. Somehow it's like, it's an asset to that movie. Yeah. It is. There's so much charm in that movie. That movie is like perfect. Yep. So released in 1995 with a budget of $7 million, this movie grosses $58 million, which is a huge success. Oh yeah, Totally. Written, directed, produced, and edited by Robert Rodriguez. He doesn't do cinematography this time around. He's getting lazy. The guy's getting lazy. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, Gets he, a big budget and he doesn't have to hold the camera anymore. Have time to hold the camera. That goes to uh, Guillermo Navarro. Or I guess it's Guillermo. Guillermo Navarro. Mm -hmm. And he worked on From Dusk Till Dawn, Jackie Brown, cool. The Devil's Backbone, Spy Kids and Hellboy. Cool. Cool movies. Music for the movie is done by the band The Lost Lobos. I have a song called Kiki and the Lavender Moon from them. Cool. So check that out if you're interested. Cool band. Now the cast. Dean, great cast. Have we mentioned Antonio Banderas yet? Hot. He's a pretty man. Very. A very pretty man. Salma Hayek? Hot. Hot. Very pretty lady. Steve Buscemi? 
hot. <laughs> oh, whoa. He went for it, Dean. It's my he take. Buscemi's it. hot. I love that. I thought there was just going to be crickets at that no. point. Buscemi's hot. Cheech Marin, he's hot. Quentin Tarantino, yeah. sure. He's a goof. <laughs> Danny Trejo. And I mean, Trejo's hot. Tre- Trejo's cool. Like he's he's just bad. He's badass hot. Yeah, um, yeah. And Dean, the star of El Mariachi himself, Carlos Gallardo, has a role in the movie. Awesome. Amazing, awesome, awesome. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like it's many years later because he looks different. Like I had to like really look and be like, I think that's him. And then every time he's on screen, I was like, I think that's him. I yeah, that's definitely him. That's definitely him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's like living the good life after his um salary take from uh El Mariachi. I mean, yeah, totally. What the budget was $7,225. Yeah. How much of that do you think went to him? You think he maybe got like 500 bucks? Living large. I was going to say 25 bucks. Living but... large in Mexico yeah. with uh 25 bucks. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Guys eating tacos, letting himself go, right? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome that he's in the movie. Awesome. I loved it. Robert Rodriguez and Danny Trejo found out on set that they're cousins. <laughs> Trejo's uncle came to visit the set one day and he said, hey, that's your cousin over there. And he pointed that to rules. Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, it's very cool. Fucking rules. I love that. Yeah, that was a neat, that was a neat find. Uh, Raul Julia was supposed to play the villain Bucho. He was signed up. But unfortunately, he passed away before production began. And oh, shoot. Really? Yeah, that's very sad. I think we all know oh. what kind of a job Raul Julia would have done oh. in this movie. Yeah, uh, we, we know. He would have killed it. Uh, yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, too bad. Now, this movie originally received an NC-17 rating for the over-the-top violence and gore. Hmm. The prop department, Dean, had invented guns that shoot out blood that would create large splashes on the character. Very inventive. <laughs> yes, cool. Yeah, it was all deemed too violent, though, and most of it had to be cut out. So I think that's too okay. bad. It's it, Yeah, it's... I'm just thinking back to, like, all the all the action scenes. Like, they're so... They're so over the top. Like, like people get blown away. Like, they get, like, pulled back super hard when they get shot. It makes it kind of goofy, you know, it makes it kind of like it's it's like more comic booky, you know, it's it's not it's not very realistic. Um, so I wonder if you added all that extra blood, how that would look. Um, yeah, I, I wish I saw it. I wish it was there. Yeah, same. Great use of weapons in the movie. They had yep. 12 different styles of handguns, three different shotguns, two machine guns, two different types of grenade launchers. And then the machine gun and rocket launcher guitar cases. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. So, Dean, we start off the movie with Steve Buscemi walking into Chongo's bar. And this was the same bar they used in El Mariachi. Cool. He orders a beer from Cheech Marin, and he starts telling a story about an event he witnessed at a bar a few towns over. A man dressed in black, he says, with a guitar case was looking for someone called Bucho. That raises the eyebrows of uh, everybody in the bar, the name Bucho. Yeah. Buscemi says, the man in black then proceeded to kill everyone in the bar, and that man is now headed this way. Dean, what did you think of Buscemi 
delivering this monologue. Tim, this Buscemi speech is killer. This Buscemi speech is like, couldn't be better. He's, it's so funny. He's doing it so well. I think like his character's name is Buscemi in the movie. And I think they just did that because this scene, he's just, he's just doing his thing. You know, he's doing the Buscemi thing where everything he's putting his spice on everything. And it's so funny. Like everything he says is so funny. He's got such a great cadence to tell the story. One of my favorite parts is this part right here when it starts and he tells his story. Like it's the part that it's so good that it's at the beginning because if you like this movie, you throw it on and he just starts up with this speech and you're like, oh yes, I love this thing. You're like dragged right in, like right away. Um, so good. Totally. It's a great opening to this movie. He is laying it on so thick. So thick. It's so good. Um, his name in the movie is Bishemi because Rodriguez, he like in the script penciled in Buscemi as the person he wanted for this role. He's Perfect. Like, this is the only person I want. So he just called him yeah. Buscemi in the script. Love it. Uh, I really like what they're doing here with this technique where Buscemi, he's telling this story to intimidate this, this bar. Um, and meanwhile, we're getting flashbacks of the mariachi doing what he's saying is happening. Yeah. And I thought about it. And I think this is a really nice technique because we get to see what the man in black, the mariachi, is capable of doing while Buscemi is explaining it. So it's fun to see all that action right off the top. But since we don't know if what we're seeing is real or just a story that Buscemi is making up, because it definitely the yeah. first time has that vibe to it. It feels like he's maybe just making it up. Um, it still allows the movie to build up to the next time we see the mariachi and his first like true action sequence for us to see. Um, it Very makes true. that scene feel more like his opening action scene. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I do like that they showed it, but kind of kept him in the shadows um, and had it a bit of a mystery so that when we do see him for real the next time and we know it's real, it's still impactful. Yeah, totally. It's it's very much played off as like a myth, like, oh, I just like someone it's it's played off as someone telling a story and someone exaggerating a story. And because the action is like like the the action's so exaggerated in that specific scene, we don't know. We're not sure if this is real or if it's not real. Um even now, like we find out that those events did happen, but even now when they show that, when they show how it happened, I'm not sure if it happened that way, you know, because it's just Buscemi telling this story and doing it in such a way to scare everybody in the bar. Um, really like it. There's so many points to it. There's so many beats to it that are like so fun and so good. And uh, I just love when he says that he looked up, like the, the man in black looked at him and the bartender says, you saw his face? And he says, no, his face, no his eyes and yeah. it's so good and they cut back to banderas and you see his whole face but like the lights kind of on his eyes and you only see it's like you only see the eyes even though his whole face is there after he says that you only see his eyes yeah that was cool it's so good uh we get the opening credit scene now where antonio banderas who plays the mariachi obviously um and his band are playing a song in front of the bar uh cool song Personally, I prefer I, I preferred the song from El Mariachi better. I like that oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it the the one from El Mariachi is uh, it's it's just more moving. It's just yeah, a, it's yeah. just kind of a better song overall. Yeah, 
uh, Antonio, he did do all his own guitar uh, like action in this movie. He played everything cool. you were hearing from him. He was playing, including this song. That's amazing. Then Dean, surprise, surprise, we see Moko in the bar. Main villain from the movie El Mariachi, Moko, yeah. is in the bar, and he does what he he likes doing best. He lights a match on his henchman's <laughs> face. Shit, that's classic Moko. Yeah, I like knowing what that means because I've seen Desperado so many times and I just yeah. thought it was just a weird thing that he lighted, <laughs> lit a match on someone's face. And so seeing El Mariachi, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's that same henchman with the it's aviators just, yeah. and that like really <laughs> yeah. thick five o'clock shadow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, Dean, we get a flashback to the movie El Mariachi where Moco killed Domino, but they reshot yep. it with Banderas instead of Carlos Gallardo. This was yeah. really cool. This was a really great cool. touch because they got the actress who plays Domino. They got, I don't know if they got Moco, but they like reinserted his footage. And this time Moco shoots the hand of Banderas. So yeah. Banderas has the wound, which that's great. So all this was uh, like a, a nightmare uh, the mariachi was having. And he wakes up from that when Buscemi is like banging on his uh, hotel room door. Yeah, I think the the reshooting of him in those scenes that we've already watched is it, it's kind of the perfect way to have the actor change, you know, to have that, yeah. you know, that that thing that's jarring to us where we like see a new actor in the same role and it doesn't quite fit. As soon as we see that, at least one scene, I can now put him into that entire movie. You know, I can my in my head, I can put him in that movie and it's done like the 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 whole continuity problem or whatever it is it's it's over in my mind and it's it, like i'm just going forward with antonio banderas now as the el mariachi yeah i agree so the mariachi and buscemi they seem to be working together we don't really get a backstory on that but yeah. they're kind of like partners mariachi tells buscemi that once bucho is dead the payback is over and he'll be happy just needs to murder Bucho, that's all. Yeah, that's all. So we, we kind of get in this time that he's been just going, picking off, you know, drug dealers and stuff like that. Since since that time, since he got shot in the hand. We meet Bucho now. He's a drug dealer partnered with the Colombians. And I really like Bucho. I, I like him because we're made to hate him. And mm -hmm. I do hate him. For so sure. For that reason, I like him. Definitely. You you hate him, and also he's funny. He's got some he's charm. Like, he's Yeah, he's like got some charm. He's funny in a way that like you don't like him, though. Yeah, it's weird. It's like I would never want to be around him, that's for sure. No. But watching him is very funny. Yeah. We see the mariachi making his way into town. And he has, I like, yeah, I like that about the mariachi. He always like starts off outside of town and makes his way into town. Yeah, totally. And then, spoiler alert, he usually leaves town at the end. Right. Yes. I may have no said, turtle this time. I may have though. said too much. I don't know. Oh, oh, Tim, spoilers. I spoilers. Don't I don't like to spoil things. Yeah. Mariachi has a bit of a softer moment here where he shows a young boy how to play his guitar better. I like this. Mm -hmm. I commented on this in El Mariachi, um, that moment where the mariachi just says that he wants to learn to play guitar as good as his father and his yeah. father's father. 
and it was just this this soft moment for him. It yeah. it made us feel like he's a good guy and he has like a good heart. Um, so in this movie, what they do is they bring this boy into the movie that that Banderas kind of bonds with, and it was a really great moment because even though he's like this murderer, you know, he it seems like he has the right intentions. It seems like the people mm-hmm. that matter most like he cares about and i really liked her that they show us he can't play guitar anymore with his hand yeah. he can't play it he's showing the kid what to do but he's only showing him what to do with his right hand he even yeah. tells the kid not to worry about the left hand he tries to play something with the left hand he can't do it then it says don't worry about the left hand just focus yeah. on the right hand i liked yeah. it it's great it's the hero moment because uh, he could just sit here and tell the kid like to leave him alone or whatever, you know, and then and then he's just kind of this mean guy the whole movie. So I like it. I like it to be his his hero moment where he gets to just like instruct the kid on how to play guitar better. Um, and then, like you said, bringing in that his hand is busted. He can't he can't play anymore. Yeah. Mariachi has a great line later in the movie where he says it's easier to pull a trigger than to play guitar. Yeah. Which I really liked on a couple levels. One of them being like, it's, it, it, maybe it's just easier for him to kill people. And that, that lifestyle is easier for him than the mariachi lifestyle. And then all like, that's kind of like the, I don't know, like the emotional level maybe. And then yeah. the physical level where he physically can't play it. It would physically be easier for him to just pull a trigger than to hit all the notes on the guitar. So yeah. I thought that was a really nice line. I love that. I've never, ever thought of that on the physical level. So that's really cool. Yeah, I've never thought of that. That's I, I like it. Now, back at Chongo's bar, Quentin Tarantino and his buddy come in. And they're pickup men. Going to pick up some money or drugs or something. Yep. Quentin tells us this joke that he ad-libbed in the movie. That was not Great. in the script. That whole joke was not in the script. Great joke. Uh, and man, is he ever dialed in here too? I feel like him and Buscemi had a bet of like who could put on a better monologue. And wow, totally was it ever captivating? It's what I wanted to talk about coming into this. Buscemi's monologue and Tarantino's monologue. Like they're both incredible. Tarantino is a little bit awkward walking into the bar and getting to his spot. Yeah. He's like a little bit doesn't know what he looks like on camera, sits down totally. and then just boom, is immediately totally. dialed in and just crushes it from then on. <laughs> crushes it in the speech, crushes it after the speech. Uh, so good. He's amazing in this movie. I noticed that exact thing. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, Quentin Tarantino's in the movie. He sits down. He's acting terribly. I'm like, oh, yeah, terribly. this is uncomfortable. I hope this doesn't go yeah. on for too long. Then he gets into it. He starts doing this monologue. Maybe he was having trouble with his lines. And maybe yeah. like this monologue helped him open up and kind of like, or sorry, this joke that he ad-libbed, maybe it helped him open up and like be more comfortable in the role. And man, did he ever just own it from there? He owned it. Yeah, it was it was incredible. He's only in the movie for a short amount, but it's really fun. It's a great yeah. addition. Uh, Cheech leans over and shoots Quentin's buddy here because he says your buddy didn't check out, but you're you're fine. You're okay. Yeah, you checked out just fine. <laughs> that would be quite uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. I wonder why his buddy didn't check out. I wonder what was going I on. I know. There. I don't know. 
<laughs> and then Tarantino's like, I just met that guy today. <laughs> so good. Like, that's what I mean. He's like so good in that moment too, when he needs to like be panicked, but also be like, just try to uh, present that he's calm. Right. He's so good there. He's so good. Yeah. Well, they take Quentin into the back through that disgusting, but oh, so cool secret entrance in the bathroom Ugh. stall, the dirty shit ridden bathroom stall. Gross. I love that. I think that's a moment in a movie where I had that in my memory, but I couldn't place it for what movie it was from. Oh, cool. So this was kind of like a little bit eye-opening. I was like, oh, that's what that's from. Cool. That's the dirty bathroom That's that secret. dirty, shitty bathroom that I, that I thought was so cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I just wish I had something like that in my house. A secret entrance to like a back room. Of course, just without the shit all over the walls. Yeah. The back room. But yeah. You're counting all the money you have. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> we just have someone counting the money back Suitcases there. of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Guns and cigars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so the, the mariachi dini comes into the bar now. Yeah. Chongo's bar. Mariachi's here now. Uh-oh. He says he's looking for work. Cheech says, there's no work here. They don't need a mariachi. And then they see him with the guitar case. They see mm. he's dressed in black. They want to see inside the case. Very tense moment as they pull their guns on him. They grab the yep. case. They pull it away. They open it up. But it's just the guitar. Oh. So they take their guns off him. It's okay. He is just a mariachi. And then the top of the guitar lifts up. It's There's a hidden cavity underneath, full of weapons. Cheech sees inside the case. He shits his pants, and it's on as the mariachi just starts blasting dudes. It's on. He is shooting guys while sliding on the floor. He's shooting them behind his back. He's walking on the bar shooting guys. He's kicking guys into the air and shooting them. Very, very cool action as he just cleans out this entire bar of bad guys. Yeah, and this is where Antonio Banderas just makes this work. Like, this stuff should be silly, but it's not. It's fucking cool. Like, it looks awesome. He's doing, like, weird things with his gun. You know, he's moving them around and, like, whipping them side to side. Yeah, you like you said, shooting behind his back, sliding around. This doesn't work with anyone else. This works with Antonio Banderas because he's so cool. Totally, man. Totally. Yeah, there were two stunt guys in this entire movie. Oh, wow. Two stunt guys. So Banderas said, he said, I shot the same guy like nine times. He said, I shot him with black hair. I shot him with white hair. I shot him with sunglasses on. I shot him with That's sunglasses so off. <laughs> he said, oh. That's so funny. Two, stu two stunt guys. That's two, wild. Only two. Wow. Yeah, that's funny. So the mariachi um, then goes for a walk down the street after murdering all these people. And he sees Selma Hayek, who's playing the stunning Carolina. Mm -hmm. And they lock eyes on the street. But one last survivor from the bar sneaks up on the mariachi and shoots him in the arm and then almost shoots Carolina. But the mariachi quickly takes him down and does... The double-handed gun to the head on this guy in a very yeah. bloody kill. 
Like it's so bloody. You can see him put the guns up to his head. Then the camera just like shifts to the mariachi and he pulls the triggers and the blood just splatters all over the mariachi. Yeah. It's pretty shocking. I like the timing because he does it right away. Like as soon as he gets the guns to the guy's chin, he just pulls the trigger right away. So it it almost catches you by surprise and it just like covers him in blood. It's very bloody. It's very bloody. The movie's disgustingly bloody. Yeah. <laughs> and ultra graphic, but yeah. it's having fun at the same time. Like it's not trying to be yeah. serious. No. Um, it's trying to be kind of silly. Uh, and that's, yeah, it's that's definitely trying to be silly. That's where like this ultra violence really works for me. Like if a movie is just ultra violent, I don't necessarily need that. Like I don't yeah. need it. I could, it could just be normal violent and, and it'll do the same thing for me. If it's going to be ultra violent, I like when they lean into like another aspect, like it is a little bit silly. We're just trying to have a little bit of fun with it. Um, and this movie did it in a really well, like did it really well. Yeah, Totally. It's like, it's almost like uh, Verhoeven violence where like in Robocop kind of reminds me of Robocop where the violence is so over the top. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to like really touch on a couple of these like silly, funny scenes that help this movie be what it is. But yeah, there's like a couple of just random scenes where there's normal people that wander into the bar and (laughs) kind of like get thrust into this murderous situation yeah and it's it's kind of funny because like the movie lets us know that like this this mexico where we are in mexico here this is very dangerous you do not want to like if you walk into this bar you might get shot you might just like walk into a gunfight right so they they show us that yeah there's normal people walking around still yeah and they're in they're in the scenes complaining usually complaining and you feel like (laughs) You feel like the bad guys just probably want to shoot them in the moment. Right. And oh, probably definitely. Could they always and get away with it. I always feel anxious for those these characters when I see yeah. these scenes. I'm just like, they're gonna get shot. They're gonna get shot and killed. But they don't. It's they're just... always motioning towards their guns. They're always like looking at looking at their guns <laughs> like, on the table and like someone's gotta give the other guy the eye, like, ah no, we don't need to kill him. <laughs> yeah. I, I like their placement in the film because it keeps us grounded in a way it's like okay we are still in the real world here they want us to know we're still in the real world this isn't like a fantasy where like superheroes with guns are fighting each other this is the normal world yeah my favorite one is like i find it very funny when a bunch of like i don't know maybe they're in their like 20s they're like a bunch of young kids um come walking in the bar after the mariachi has like just blown it away and there's like all these dead bodies and they walk in and someone just turns and says, can't you see we're closed? Yeah. Like, there's like 20 dead bodies in there. <laughs> can't you see we're closed? And they're just like, oh, yeah, we got to go try somewhere else. <laughs> like, that's the one I really like where you're like, yeah, I guess someone could just walk in here after everybody's shot lying here dead. There's other people in the world. It's not just the people that are part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like I like that they included that. It didn't have to be yeah. in the movie. If you yeah. if you admit that from the movie, probably doesn't seem all that different. Yeah, it's it's basically the same thing, except it hammers home the goofiness, really. Yeah, the goofiness and yeah, yeah and it grounds it for me. Yeah. So Carolina takes the mariachi to her bookstore and fixes up his arm by pulling the bullet out and stitching him up. And in a funny part here, Dean, 
they show us a couple of dudes having to clean up the mess of the bodies at the bar that the mariachi left. This was great. Like, dead bodies in movies is so normalized that you never consider somebody has to clean that up. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen to those dead bodies if there's 10 dead bodies shot in a mall or, or, or wherever at an airport? Who's cleaning that up? They take a moment here to show us a couple dudes with mops and buckets like mopping the bloody floor and dragging bodies out of the way. I thought it was the so guy that's piling funny. bodies. That is just like ridiculous. He's just picking the guys up by like their pants and shirt and just throwing them on a on a pile of bodies. It's wild. It was so great. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it could have gone on, gone on for a bit longer. Like I would have been yeah. totally cool if they just showed us for like sixty seconds. This yeah. this it, it only lasted maybe fifteen. Give me sixty. Let me see for sixty seconds. Yeah. Just the mop cleaning the bodies. Totally being dragged. I thought it was so funny. Yeah. Or even give me them again later in the movie. Oh, like yeah. upset yes. that they have That's to clean up better. again. That's even better. Yeah. They clean up the bar, and then more <laughs> murders happen. That, yeah. yeah. That's, that's great. That's great. So Bucho, he gets a call from the Colombians, and they're letting him know that they're not so confident with his ability to handle this mariachi situation, and they've sent someone to town to help out, which explains to us why we've seen Danny Trejo low-key around town. Yeah. Now, Danny Trejo, he finds the mariachi talking to Buscemi, and he fucking kills Buscemi with a couple of knives, then lands four knives into the mariachi before Bucho's guys show up, and then he starts killing Bucho's guys too. Now, how about this for an introduction to to this character? Yeah, very cool to have a knife guy because this yeah. movie's a lot of guns, and it nothing really separates these these guys who have guns, you know. Except that we think that like mariachi's kind of the best of them, you know. He's got all he's got more guns than everyone, and he's like. He, he's good at he's probably the best at wielding them but this guy comes along and he's got knives like we throwing mm. knives and he's so precise like he doesn't miss a throw he the the one that he throws that like um the mariachi blocks with his forearm is going like right in the center of his chest and he just happens to like block it um before it goes to his chest so you know that this guy's got like amazing aim you know and he's just like the master of these knives i thought it was such a cool character and such a good decision to have him separate from everyone else. Yep. I like that he has no lines in the movie and that his way of killing is the silent way. Like knives. N- nobody can hear the knives. It's very quiet. Definitely. Very, very yeah. cool. Fit with this character. Um, For all those people who like Danny Trejo in the movie, unfortunately, there's too many of Bucho's men and after Treo kills six or seven, he is shot and killed himself. And <laughs> this is so good. Pucho's men, they're just thrilled with themselves. They're thrilled. They got him. They got they got him. They got the giant Mexican that Buscemi was talking about. They got yeah. the mariachi. They take him back to Bucho, who at the time is on the <laughs> phone with the Colombians. Yeah. And he's asking what this guy they sent looks like because they don't want to kill him. And <laughs> as, as the Colombians are describing exactly what Danny Trejo looks like, he's lying dead in front of Bucho. Yeah. 
They're just and like, um, yeah, like uh, what, Black Vest. He's got Black Vest. He's got a big, huge tattoo on his chest. He uses knives. <laughs> That's just everything you can see on Treo right now. The uh, last, the last beat to that joke, Tim, is where it is just like complete comedy. Where it's like this could be a joke in a very serious movie and be like a funny part of a serious movie, but the last beat is like. And he has a pocket full of change so he can make calls to you with updates. <laughs> right. And then the guy just pours out all the change out of his pocket. <laughs> that's so funny. That's such a comedy beat. Like, that's in a comedy movie. It's so good. I loved it. I love it, too. The last beat is um, is is not that. It's from Bucho, though. When Bucho says, okay, we'll stay out of his way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> and then he hangs up. It's great. I love it. And also, I it's love very it funny. going back to El Mariachi with the mistaken identity. It happened a different way in that movie. But right. I like I like bringing back that like the bad guys thought they caught the guy, but it was the wrong guy. Yeah, great call. I didn't put that together. So Mariachi heads back to Carolina, who he's learned is on Bucho's payroll. Oh, and Bucho shows up here, Dean. Oh, shit. He shows up. Carolina pushes Mariachi behind the counter. And Mariachi is listening in as Bucho is probing Carolina for information about the Mariachi. It's a very tense scene. Um, mm-hmm. This is some of the great camera work with Rodriguez where Mariachi's like quietly behind the bar or behind this counter and he's trying to load his gun because he thinks he's going to need it. He's not sure if Carolina's with him or not yet. So he's trying to quietly load his gun and he's doing like subtle, like facial features and the camera's right close on his face. He doesn't know if she's going to give him up here or not, but it turns out that she does not give him up. Yeah. I'm Uh, glad you pointed this out because this part rules like the part where he's just behind the bar because he's, yeah, he's doing amazing acting just with his like face, face being worried, but also trying to load his gun very quietly. Yeah. And like, he's pretty far away from where Bucho is and they're talking so it's like, it's not really like they're going to hear these small clicks, but he, they make the clicks so loud and they make like every movement that he does with the gun, you can hear it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, keep it down. Like, like be quiet. It's, it's, it really drags you into this, uh, him behind the counter, you know, just having to be very quiet while he reloads his gun. I really like that part. It, yeah. It was a good atmosphere. It was, yeah. it, it was tense. Yeah. It was tense on a couple fronts because, um, what's going on with Mariachi is tense. But then also with Carolina, like Bucho, totally. he's a fuckhead, right? He's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Very similar yeah. relationship between Bucho and Carolina as uh, in El Mariachi with Domino and Moco. Like, totally. Moco is this ultra powerful guy who like bought, you know, Domino a motorcycle, bought her her bar and is like, whenever you're ready to be my bride, you know, get on your motorcycle and ride over to me. Same thing here, like... Bucho is in love with Carolina. I mean, she's gorgeous. Why wouldn't you be? But he he like pays her tons of money, basically for no yeah. reason, right? Because he he's hoping yeah. to gain her affection. But at the same time, I could see him killing her in an instant. So for sure. he's yeah. probing her. And if I feel like if he gets any whiff of lie from her, he'll kill her. So totally, yeah. Mariachi is kind of like at risk here. Carolina's at risk as well. Very well done scene. Yeah. And and Bucho like has yeah, has this like weird energy, this this horrible energy where he's he's very scary, even with the people that he's around that you think 
are like are, are should be comfortable around him like you think carolina should be comfortable around him but he's so scary and he's so scary in this moment he tries to kiss her like five times in the movie and she's has like just wants none of it but he keeps like going for it and then at one point in the movie he says like he he would know what it's like to be like he knows what it's like to be with her and we're just like no you don't <laughs> she's not interested in you at all but like in his head he probably does in his head he like thinks that that's his girl um and yeah. but like he'll just dispose of her if he needs to but like this guy's like mental this guy's wild He's crazy. He's like, he's, he's, that's what makes it so tense here. That's what makes it so tense. He's just pulling out his gun in these moments, you know, and you're like, he could do anything. Yeah. He's a wild man. They really get that across. He's a wild card. Well, in this movie that he is, he's wild. You do not know what he's going to do at any moment. I mean, we've already seen him, or I don't know if we've already seen him, but we'll see in the future that he like shoots his own men. Right. (laughs) In a very funny scene. (laughs) Yeah, we've already seen that he doesn't care about his men. We've already seen yeah. him not, like, put a whole lot of stock in their life. He doesn't really care. And then later, he actually shoots his own men. Yeah. He's just, like, he'll he'll do anything at any time, and I believe it, and I buy it, and that's why I like him so much in this movie. He's a great totally. villain. You know, when you can get yeah. across to me, the viewer, that a villain at any moment could do anything and I'm on the edge of my seat with him the whole time. Like I'm whenever he's on screen, I'm walking on like, you know, eggshells because I'm so anxious about what he's going to do. Excellent movie making. It feels like everybody's life is in his hands. Like everyone is only living because he decided that that it was OK that they're living. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like the truth in this in this situation. Right. Yeah. So they make it out of that scenario. Bucho leaves. He, uh, whatever. He's like, okay, fine. Uh, you don't, uh, you don't know about the mariachi and you don't want to kiss me. I'm out of here. Um, Carolina here in a strange move, she buys the mariachi a real guitar. Yeah. And the mariachi tries to show her how to play it. And then they have sex. (laughs) They do. They do, Tim. Um, that escalated really quickly. Yeah, I, it did, but they, they already had the healing your wounds scene twice and that the wound, like fixing your wounds is very action movie bonding time for males and females. Yeah. And they're both really gorgeous people. So yeah, you just, they have, you knew it was going to happen. They have to have sex. They they just have to, they look too good. (laughs) It was a very... Very steamy scene for 95. It was very steamy. Very, very steamy. steamy. Yeah. Yes. I liked it. Of course. Now, Bucho's on to the fact here that the mariachi might have been at Carolina's bookstore. And he sends his men to burn it down, which they do. Ouch. Tim, why, why do you think he figures this out? Like oh, he I think was... he just knew. I think he could read her. He's that good. He read her. But he he figured it out later. Like, it was like he was thinking about it all day. And then later at night, he was like, I know that, that oh, okay. he's there. I, I kind of figured he, he always knew. Okay. Okay. I, I figured he just read her in the situation. Yeah, yeah. And then later that night, just made the call to like, okay, go and do it. You know? Okay. Like, he, he had other stuff on his mind. But I don't... You might be right. Maybe he, like reprocess the scenario and and got to that point i don't know yeah i'm trying to figure out i'm trying to figure out why exactly he decided that he was definitely there because he he 
like they cut from that sex scene to his own sex scene and he's not paying attention at all to the sex and he's just thinking about the bookstore and he's thinking about where the mariachi is and then he just makes the call immediately like he just picks up the phone and he's like he's there he's at the bookstore let's go get him well okay so here's the thing is that he does go in for a kiss at the bookstore with carolina and she turns away now i don't think moco ever went in for a kiss on domino so yeah no 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 maybe bucho has kissed carolina before maybe maybe she's reciprocated and we haven't seen it and maybe in this moment she turned away and then for that reason he knows but that's right, just that's yeah. speculation because we don't know yeah. but there is always something weird about that moment like if you watch him in that moment which is hard yeah. because it's him and Sama Hayek in like a close up and you know it's very easy to look at her instead but <laughs> yeah. if you look at him he kind of seems off put like he wasn't expecting her to turn away Okay, so, so yeah, I wonder yeah, yeah. about that. And maybe she just even feels more comfortable to turn away because Mariachi's there, so she feels like a little bit protected, right? So she doesn't feel like she right. has to kiss him, that she can actually turn away because she wants to. That's interesting. Okay, yeah, and maybe because he was he was having sex and then the I think the the girl tried to kiss him and then he pushed her away and that's when he thought of it. So maybe that 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 could be that that's what made him think of it. She didn't kiss me at the bookstore, so he's got to be there. Yeah. I like Who knows? That. Who knows? No, Tim, you're right. I like it. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine, then. Um, So Mariachi and, and Carolina are at the bookstore as it's on fire. Uh, they yeah. make their way onto the roof. Really great scene up here where they're required, both of them, to like leap off the roof onto another roof. Uh, Mariachi jumps. He spins and shoots guys behind him as he's falling. Then he drops a couple grenades down below to the street level, and there's a huge explosion. And we get this really iconic shot of Mariachi and Carolina walking towards the camera with giant flames behind them. Yeah. Now, this scene... I think, Go ahead. I think the kick off of the roof, like, he he kind of just faces the other way to shoot some guys that have come through the doorway on the roof, and then he starts falling back, so he kicks off the roof... And like right. is shooting while he's flying towards the other roof. I think it's my favorite part. I think that is my it's favorite cool. part of the movie. It's so cool. The kickoff is so cool. I love it. You know whose favorite part of the movie that was not? Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Correct. Yes. He was saying that this movie had such a low budget that the stunt work they were doing was just like guerrilla stunt work. Yeah, I that bet. He's Ooh. like he's gone on record saying I would never do what we did on that movie ever again. Yeah. Like, they yeah, did yeah. not, not know what they were doing when they were walking towards the flame. Uh, both Banderas and Sama Hayek, their hair was burnt. That's how like hot Jeez. the flame was. Oh my god! He goodness. said when he was doing that jump, like he was attached to a crane. Okay. So that they could like support him as he did that. But it yeah. wasn't like a stunt crane or like a movie crane. It was a cr- like a construction crane. And they just got a guy who knew how to work a crane. Oh, my goodness. And they hooked him up to this crane. And like the guy was trying to get the feel for it. And Banderas so said. so dangerous. Yeah, Banderas said the guy like whacked him into the building like head first one time. And they did a few cuts just trying to give this guy, this crane operator, the opportunity to get the feel for how to swing a human being. Wow. It sounded wild, dude. Tim, that is wild. And this movie has a thousand times the budget of the first one. And still they're doing stuff like this. 
Yeah, Banderas said like the budget for this movie being an action movie was like super low. Like action okay, movies yeah. should have a way yeah. bigger budget than even what this had. Oh wow. So I was thinking while I watched it, how big was the budget? Because it looks so good. You know, it's it's such a it's such a stylized action movie. Uh, it looks good because uh, people went through it. People went through it on this thing. People suffered, yeah. Suffered for people the art. suffered. I mean, again, reminds me of Mad Max. You know, the the amount of stunts that are on those movies yeah. that people probably would never do again today. Yeah, totally. Now, as they're on the roof here, Dean, Carolina sees Bucho on the street and points him out to the mariachi. And mariachi's like, let me at him. He's ready to kill him until he actually sees Bucho and then he pulls back. He can't do it. He just like retracts mm-hmm. from the whole scenario. Then back at Bucho's, Bucho is scolding his entire team for not being able to kill the mariachi when they knew exactly where he was. And I really enjoyed this dynamic in the entire movie between Bucho and his team because mm-hmm. these, these his team... There's such a disappointment to him all the time in the movie. Like, I almost feel sorry for Bucho that his team keep fucking up over and over again. It's really funny. It's so funny. The ongoing joke that is like really, I mean, I don't know if I should say subtle, but like they don't really play it off as a joke. But I find it very funny is that these henchmen show up with a bulletproof limousine. And then they never want to take it out. He always has to remind them to take it out. He says, take the car. That's why I bought it. And he says it multiple times in the movie where they just want to drive their Jeeps. They have this bulletproof car, but they just want to drive their Jeeps into town. And he says, take the car. That's why I bought it. I laughed every time he says that. Yeah, it's funny. That's how incompetent the henchmen are. Like they, they have this bulletproof car that they spent so much money on, but they won't even, they don't even think of taking it in to town on the mission to get mariachi. Yeah, and it's not like they're terrible. Like, they're doing a good job. Like, they, they're almost killing Mariachi. They killed Danny Trejo. They're doing a good job. They're just up against the Mariachi. Like, good luck with that, He's right? incredible. Yeah. But they keep failing. And Bucha's yeah. just like, <laughs> why do you keep failing me? So it was very funny. This is the point where he killed one of his own men and then shot at a bunch of the other ones. And then he's like, I just have to do this myself. You guys yeah. clearly can't handle this. I'll just do it myself. Now, Carolina here is stuck in a real bad position because her bookstore is gone. All the money she had packed away burnt in the bookstore. She's got nothing left. Bucho's going to kill her if he sees her. Mm-hmm. So the mariachi is kind of going to have to be responsible for helping her out. Mariachi, realizing that he might be in over his head here, he makes a phone call to his buddies. He asks them to come to town and to bring their guitar cases. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah I'm, I'm down. This is the fuck yeah moment in the movie. They show up immediately. <laughs> oh yeah, right away. It's great, yeah. Um, I love these dudes. Bucho's men show up right away as well with two limos. And we get this great action sequence between Mariachi, his two buddies... And two limos full of Bucho's men. Dean, what did, what did you think of this scene? Uh, I, I love it. Uh, I do I do like the mariachi, like what he's doing more than I like the um, upgraded guitars. I think the guitars are cool, but I think the movie's just been so cool up to this point that it like it doesn't 
elevate it to a new level, it's just like another thing. You know, it's just like, oh, okay, like they have guitars that you, you the, they were going to bring their guitars. So you thought they were going to bring guitars full of guns, but the guitars are actually guns. You know, like the yeah. one guy, um, the guy from El Mariachi has two guitars that are kind of like machine guns. And then the other guy that's with them has like a rocket launcher guitar, which is pretty cool. Um, so I like I like the scene. I like that there's now the, the fight is a little more even. You know, it's not just mariachi against everyone. I like that he's got his guys to help him out. Uh, and I, and I, I just my favorite stuff in the scene is still the stuff he's doing. Like, it's still the stuff Antonio Banderas is doing. It's the the cool poses he's shooting in, which like just don't make sense. You know, it's like, why would you even be that way when you're shooting? But they look awesome. <laughs> so it, it's a great scene. And it's it's still just him. That's my favorite. OK uh that's i accept that uh yeah. I, I i disagree though i do think i know that... lots of people love the guitars like the guitars coming in here i i know that's a big fit fa- when i was watching with my friends growing up that was their favorite was the guitars i just yeah i still like the mariachi yeah no i get it i i think this did elevate the movie for me uh yeah. it is so much fun every time and they do bring them in because the mariachi needs assistance for and that's sure, what he yeah. gets from these guys these guys kill a shitload of men, uh, especially the rocket launcher dude. He blows up both the limousines. Like he yeah. just blows them up. He they blows up a bunch of guys. The other guy mows down a ton of guys. Like th- these dudes are necessary at this moment in the movie for the mariachi to like continue on. So I think they were brought in at a necessary point. I think they brought them in in a very cool way. Like they could have just had shotguns or they could have had a guitar case just like mariachis, but they made them unique. I thought it was a ton of fun. Um, I loved what they did. They're just in it for like a couple minutes and both of them get killed, which kind of sucked, but yeah, they, they served their purpose. The only reason they got called in there was because mariachi needed help killing men. And these guys came in and just annihilated Bucho's men. Oh, totally. Yeah, so I like him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I like him too. I no, uh, no, I know. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's it's totally yeah. fine. We just have different differing uh, opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, in this gunfight, though, Mariachi notices the boy that he's kind of bonded with this movie um, got caught in the crossfire. Right. Yeah. And Mariachi immediately abandons the battle to take this boy to the hospital. Um, Carolina, like comes to pick up mariachi and the boy and they hop in and i love that uh mariachi just runs over one last dude on his way out yeah it's <laughs> a nice touch just runs him over Some of guy, course yeah like, nice like touch. crawling through the street yeah now mariachi he drops this boy off at the hospital and is now walking out of the hospital with more purpose than we've seen him have in this entire movie and him and Carolina go right to Bucho's compound and they walk right in in a very badass move. Yeah, I mean, it's uh we already saw him have Bucho in his sights, not pull the trigger. So now we know that like we know that he has to protect Carolina. So he that's why they're sort of going after Bucho's guys, but we wonder, like, will he be able to pull the trigger this time? Like, because we saw him line it up before and he wouldn't be able to. So I do like the addition here of, like, 
the kid that he's bond with then getting injured and that being sort of too much, that being too much for him. Because you're right, when he leaves this hospital, there's more purpose in him than there's ever been in the whole movie. And I have no doubt, I have no doubt now that he's going to kill Bucho, no matter what he saw before. No matter what made him stop before, he is going to confront him because of what just happened here, because this kid got in the mix. So uh, I think it's actually really good, like, storytelling in this moment to have that that kid that you bond with be the one that that's hurt. So I'm... It now it now makes this climax of the movie when he's going to go meet Bucho the climax. You know, it, it, I have all those feelings. I think now, oh, I think he actually is going here to kill him. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, the um, yeah the use of the boy worked very well. They did a really good job writing that into the movie. Um, yeah, you feel it here that he's real pissed off. Totally. Yeah. So they walk in. They see eight people with guns pointed at them. Bucho calls Mariachi by his name. He knows him. He asks him what he's doing here. Bucho says he thought he was looking for the devil himself, but it turns out it was his own brother. Great moment. Bucho says he ought to kill him right now. Now, I had a bit of trouble understanding this part of the movie um, and why the mariachi is after Bucho for killing Domino when Moko was the one who killed Domino. Yeah. Up until this like last watching where I was like, what is this? Like I always just let it pass. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on here. Don't worry about it. But this time for the podcast, I was like, what's really going on? Why don't I understand this? Yeah. I, it, it's all very simple for me. You you might even already understand it yourself, but for me, it's all it is all very simple. It's the the mariachi says here to Bucho that his men killed Domino. I think in my head, I always thought he said Bucho killed Domino, so I confused Bucho and Moco as the same person, which wouldn't work. It wouldn't make any sense. But he says Bucho's men killed Domino, which would include Moco. So all mariachi's doing here is following the trail to the top. Exactly. He, he's yeah. just trying to close off, like, whoever sent Moko to do this, once that guy's out of the picture, then it's all done. So I, yeah. I, I don't know if anybody else was confused by this. It might, may have just been me, but I was always very confused. So that's what, you know, that's how I resolved it, is, is that's what's going on. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, it's just that Bucho's the top here, and I like that Bucho talks to people sort of above him in this movie. Yeah. So like Mariachi says he's done when he gets to Bucho, but is he? Because there's another level up, you right. know, like, so I like that. I like that we're, we're climbing the tiers. And even if we get to this tier, are we going to be done? Is he going to be done with Bucho or is he going to want to go for more? Yeah. Bucho says he won't kill Mariachi, but he has to kill Carolina for betraying him. But Mariachi quickly pulls out two guns from his sleeve and shoots Bucho dead. Then we flash to Mariachi talking to the boy in the hospital. He's going to be okay. Mariachi starts to leave. Carolina asks him where he'll go. He says he doesn't know. We see him walking down the highway. Then Carolina picks him up in a truck. We see Mariachi throw his guitar case to the side of the road. He's done with that lifestyle. He gets in the truck and he gives Carolina a kiss and thanks her. And then they drive off. Then they back up. 
And they come, <laughs> they come back for the guitar case. They pick it up. Mariachi jumps out. He picks up the case. I love that. He needs the case. I love it. I love it. They drive off again, and they possibly live happily ever after and the end. Maybe, yeah. Great ending that they back up for the case. That's yeah. so great. I love it. I love a lot of things that are that's going on in this ending. Uh, I love that he asked her in the middle of the movie if he thanked her, and she said no, and he said, I will. And then now at the end of the movie, she's, he turns around as he's walking away, and he says, have I thanked you? She says no, and he says, I will. And she smiles because it, it means that they're not done. You know, even though he's leaving and he's leaving town, he's like, they, they're still going to have a relationship. Um, they're still going to be in contact. He's going to, he's going to find a time to thank her. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, and then I like both the guitar toss, the guitar case toss and the going back for it. So like, I like the symbolic guitar case toss and then getting in the truck with her. He's done. He's like, okay, I will give up this life to be with you. But then they back up, grab the case, and he says, just in case. And he puts it in the back seat. I think it's perfect. I think it is just a perfect ending to this movie. I think it's funny that you you just said that he, he says, like, we need the case. They don't let us know who said, do we need that case? It could have been I think her. He's, I, think, I think when he grabs it, he says, just in case. Okay, but maybe maybe she's the one who says like it could have been her idea maybe yeah. you shouldn't have thrown that away like maybe yeah, we yeah, will need that yeah i i like that yeah you know? totally and then he could still pick it up and say okay just in case just, like, in, just case, in case yeah, but yeah totally i like that they don't tell us why they backed up like which one of them was the one who instigated yeah. the backup i like that yeah it's great very great very very fun movie i like it check it out if you haven't seen it yeah, Tim, I love this movie. This was like, like I said before, one of my big movies when I was a teenager. So I watched it so much. Um, over the years, I've like visited it and it's like not been as good as I remembered. And then other times I visited it and it's like better than I remembered. And I think this time was one of the best times for me um, watching it. And I think it's because of El Mariachi. It's like, I know now what the vibe of it was supposed to be. Like that movie has goofiness in it as well. So I knew that this is just supposed to be fun. Like this is just a fun action movie. And when you take it for that, it is, that's exactly what it is. You're going to have fun with this thing. It's uh it's a lot of good looking people. It's a lot of action and it's got a lot of comedy in it. So it's kind of the perfect combination for me. I would I'm going to watch it many more times. I'm going to watch it many times in my life. I'm going to watch it many more times in my life. Uh, it's a great movie. I love it. Everyone should check it out. Yeah, I agree. I'm really looking forward to closing out the series with Once Upon yes. a Time in Mexico, uh, whenever we do get to that, but that's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, definitely. That one I've only seen once and in theater. And so I don't remember it at all. Okay, very cool. So I have seen that movie more than any of these other ones. Oh, I, cool. I watched it like over and over and over again at, at cool. one point in my life. I just really thought it was a really cool movie. Now, I guess, spoiler alert here, it's probably my least favorite of the trilogy. Yeah. It, it just happens to be the one I watched the most, but I haven't seen it in a really long time. So yeah. maybe maybe I'll change my mind when I rewatch cool. it. Looking know, forward to it. I know it's it. a lot of fun. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Listen, everybody, if you'd like to support our podcast, Talking Back, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can find that at patreon.com slash talkingbackpodcast. And also, please check out 
all of the other podcasts on the Blast From Our Past Network. You won't be sorry. And Dean, thank you for joining. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Hi, my name is Scott, and I host a nostalgia cast called People Don't Forget. Join me each episode for a deep dive into all things nostalgia. Do you remember your favorite songs from the year 2000 or the TV shows you watched in 2003? If you don't, that's okay. Listen to People Don't Forget and take a particular journey with me down memory lane. Thanks for listening to the episode, everybody. We wanted to let you know if you'd like to show your support for Talking Back, then please check out our Patreon page where you can join one of our membership tiers and unlock bonus episodes and more each and every month. Or you can check out our page at buymeacoffee.com slash talking back, where you can make a one-time donation of any amount, or feel free to leave a positive review for us on iTunes. All three options are great ways to show your support for the show. That's it. We're done.